call for today. Welcome to another episode of Dr. Me First. I'm your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. Aaron Wiseman, and it is my whole life's purpose to help every single person out there in the world when you're ready for help to take you from a place of burnout, brokenness, and despair to a life and practice that is joy-filled, sustainable, and that you absolutely freaking love. I want your feet to hit the ground every morning and you say, yes, I get to do my work in the world. Right? Who doesn't want that right now? Well, I want it for every single one of those listeners who are listening at this exact moment. Because guess what? You are not alone. The work that you have to do in this world is so important. You should not be in a place that you are stuck, that you are stagnant, that you feel like you're so ineffective. And the good news is you don't have to stay there. Well, I am super excited to bring you another episode today. This one's a little bit off the cuff. I'm not going to lie. I learned a whole bunch of new shit in it today. I am talking with Dr. Ann Kennard. She's a fellow DO woman. She's a traditional trained OBGYN who made her own path. She did a fellowship in integrative medicine and really found out that she loved herbal medicine. And so I asked her to come on the podcast and talk about it today. And she's a little shy to talk about this, but she has a bomb-ass new cookbook out on Amazon called Nourish, an integrative medicine cookbook. And I've already got to preview it and love it. And I would highly encourage anybody who's out there who is interested with food as medicine, you need to get this. I mean, you may already know all this goodness, and I just may be late to the party. I am just so excited that she is putting this out into the world and that she comes on the podcast today, and she gives us her top five herbs for women physicians. So take a listen to it, enjoy it, and stick around afterwards for my kick of encouragement. Okay, here we go. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Ann Kennard, fellow DO woman, an amazing woo, human woo. being. That's right. <laughs> Tell my audience a little bit about your fabulous self. Sure. Thank you. So I am a DO. I am a board certified OBGYN and fellowship trained in integrative medicine. I am a certified yoga and meditation instructor have a bachelor's in nutrition science, and am a herbalist. Girl, you are all sorts of good stuff (laughs) in all of that. I love it. So good. Where are you located in the country? I'm in San Luis Obispo, California, which is on the coast halfway between Los Angeles and San Francisco. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, let's jump into your word today, which is herbal medicine. I am super intrigued by this. And I just have to tell our audience, like before we jumped on here, your word was wellness and we were kind of throwing some ideas around and they're like, oh, by the way, I'm an herbalist. And I was like, what is this? (laughs) So I am so excited. Uh, You can tell us why you picked your word, but I kind of already did. But give us a little background to your path getting to herbal medicine. Yeah, so I think my first introduction was actually when I was getting my degree in nutrition 
And that's when I started to, you know, just be more aware of health and wellness and that path leading towards medicine. And my obstetrics and gynecology training was very traditional. And then one day um, I was at the spa with my mom and she had a book by Dr. Lodog, um, who is a very prominent integrative medicine physician and also an herbalist. And she told me, you're really going to love this book. This is going to be really special and um, I think meaningful to you. And I was like, mom, like I read all the time for residency. Like, I don't want to read anything else. Just leave me alone. I want to, you know, just lay here in the pool. Then she said, no, you're really going to want to read this. So I got out of the pool, binge read that book in like one day and I closed the book with tears streaming down my face. And I was like, that's it. Like, that's what I want to do with my life. And so after my residency, I did a two-year fellowship in integrative medicine through the same program that Dr. Lodog was at, also with um, Dr. Andrew Weil. And through my training in that program, there's some herbal medicine that's covered within integrative medicine. And that's when I got really into herbal medicine, decided that I wanted to learn more about that and um, enrolled in becoming a clinical herbalist. I love it. I love that pathway too, to kind of show everybody because we know we all have our different paths in and out and around medicine. And so I love hearing about yeah. other people's journeys. Yeah. You know, it's not a traditional journey, certainly for a physician, but I found that you know, in my professional life, it's really nice to have other options for patients, especially in things that Western medicine doesn't have great answers for. And in my personal life, just this making um, of different medicines with herbs, making skin products, homemade salves, soaps, you know, healthy cleaners, it like reawakened in me this creativity. I used to be a very creative person and I loved making things and it kind of disappeared when I was in med school and residency. And then it was like this reawakening of my creative self in making herbal medicine. So I'm really intrigued. Tell me about your current OBGYN practice and then tell mm -hmm. me about how the integrative and the herbal medicine kind of intermingles with that. Cause it sounds like it does. And I, mm -hmm. I don't know, I just paint me the picture of what your clinical yeah. life looks like. Yeah, so I've had two iterations of my career. The first one was as a regular OBGYN in an office, saw patients, delivered babies, did surgery. And I integrated the herbalism and the integrative medicine and nutrition, mind-body techniques into those patient visits just in a normal visit, normal timing, normal insurance billing, just by including that in the treatment options. So rather than just discussing medications and surgery, I would also discuss nutrition, lifestyle change, um, herbal therapy, whatever, you know, might've been appropriate. And then more recently, I made this life change and had the opportunity to go into academics because there was a family medicine and an OB residency that opened up near me. And so I'm now on core faculty with them and I'm the director of 
the integrative medicine department for the institution. And so I've had this really fun job of now training the next generation um, with all, all of these disciplines, you know, nutrition, mind-body practices, alternative healing systems like Chinese medicine and Ayurveda, culinary medicine, botanicals, um, and then I'm also the director of the osteopathic education as well, so um, teaching them the osteopathic manipulation. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. Yeah. So pretty traditional to integrating that stuff in, like in the clinical visits, to now, mm -hmm. would you say like you're living and doing the practice that you kind of dreamed of? This is beyond what I dreamed of. I honestly didn't know that this life was possible. And I was inspired by a couple fellow physicians, um, female physicians that really encouraged me to think about what would be healthy for my own life and what would bring me joy and creativity and go for that. And so that's, that's what I did. Well, you are such an inspiration. Yeah. During this time, I just have to ask, because you know I'm a burnout and transition mm -hmm. coach. Did you ever get crispy with burnout? Was that ever part of your equation? Yeah. So at the point that my mother hauled me out of the pool to read that book, I was in my residency and just feeling like, why did I do this? This was a terrible mistake. Like, I feel... Um, I feel unhealthy. I feel like my natural compassion and empathy has disappeared. I don't like who I am. I never wanted to be this person in medicine. And then with the sort of the new path of the integrative medicine, it really restored my ability to really see my patients again and again have compassion and empathy for them. And, and then again, as I made this transition into academic medicine, unfortunately, I had been diagnosed with um, a pretty severe autoimmune disease. And so it really wasn't possible for me to continue practicing as a full-time obstetrician gynecologist. And that was a difficult transition, but made much easier and much more joyfully because I was moving into this other aspect of medicine that I was passionate about. I love it. So great. Well, let's pivot a little bit because I would really love to hear as a physician colleague, how or in what ways can herbs play a part in our patient care or maybe even for yeah. ourselves? Yeah, you know, that was the first thing I got into herbs for was really like my own interest and my own needs. And then it sort of went on from there. But herbal medicine, I think, is often looked at as being like not real medicine or it's ineffective or at worst dangerous. And a lot of um, doctors, since we don't understand it well, will just say, oh, stop taking that or that stuff doesn't work or it's a waste of money. And that's compounded by this issue of them really being poorly regulated. And so, you know, what you think you may be getting isn't actually what's in the bottle. And it's just all very confusing. And so that's where I wanted to learn more about the science of herbal medicine and the evidence and what I could use it for. And what I found out was that 
you know, Western medicine is great for acute life-threatening issues, but it can be pretty heavy-handed and adverse effects. And herbal medicine tends to be more gentle. It does tend to take a little bit longer to work, but it also tends to have fewer side effects and interactions. And it also tends to have its place in kind of long-standing chronic things that is difficult to have any Western medicine answers for. So things like um, the common cold, fatigue, not being able to sleep well, not being able to settle down, rumination, anxiety. Um, those are all kind of traditional applications of, of herbal medicine. But even now, like, it's so fascinating. There's more research coming out into herbal medicine. And like one of the examples that I'm thinking of is there's this big plant that looks like a sunflower. It's called elecampane. And it was traditionally used in respiratory infections, kind of stubborn, difficult to treat respiratory infections. And it was abandoned for a long time because um, of the postmodern era having antibiotics. And then now as we're seeing um, tuberculosis that is completely resistant to any antimicrobial, um, the Ella campaign is now being reutilized and it is being used to successfully treat this resistant TB. So I think that the herbs are like, they're coming around again. There's more funding through the NIH for their use in research. And um, I think that we'll hear more about it as these types of issues like antibiotic resistance and the issues of the microbiome start to take form. Absolutely. So from one DO to another, what are like your top three to five herbs that I should know about? Yeah. Mm. All right. So let me give you like my top five herbs for women physicians, because I think that we have a, a unique scenario in that we have high stress jobs. We still tend to shoulder the burden of responsibilities at home and we're exposed to sick people on a daily basis. Yes. So all of that. All of that yeah. All of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's start with the low hanging fruit. Um, the sick people and trying to keep an immune system healthy. So I am a huge fan of um, medicinal mushrooms. This is not like shrooms, you know, like psilocybin um, kinds of things. This is like uh, reishi, turkey tail, lion's mane, you know, these types of medicinal mushrooms. And for the female physician, I am a really big fan of reishi mushroom. Reishi um, Ganoderma lucidum is an immunomodulatory mushroom that actually increases, um, I think it's IL-7 activity and optimizes the activity of the CD4 and CD8 cells. And without aggravating autoimmune disease, um, or hay fever, anything like that, it can make the immune system work better and just kind of help keep you healthy as you're exposed to all the bugs out in our office and our lives. Um, and reishi 
is easy to get now. You can get it in a powder, like put it in a soup. You, I like to make um, power balls. I have an upcoming cookbook coming out and you can stir that, that reishi mushroom powder right into the power balls. And then you've gotten a full dose of the herb um, just in like one snack and you're not taking a bunch of capsules. Um, there's no joy in taking capsules. You know, it's better if the herbs are cooked into food and it's, you know, a delicious gastronomic experience rather than just replacing pharmaceutical pills with herbal pills. Um, reishi is also good as a tea and there's a couple different ones on the market and um, you can take it in a capsule as well if, if that's your preference. So I love reishi. Um, I will mention elderberry for the cough and cold season. Elderberry is a, just a wonderful tasting berry. You know, they put it in capsules and I don't understand that because it's so yummy. And an elderberry syrup is very easy to make um, or it can be purchased. It's delicious um, as homemade popsicles, like kids will make popsicles. Um, and eat them. You can drizzle it over ice cream. You can just take it off the spoon. It is so good. And it acts as a neuraminidase inhibitor, which is the same way that the Tamiflu works. And so it literally, in head-to-head -head trials, had equivalent efficacy to Tamiflu, but without the side effects. And it has some efficacy as well for the more common cold viruses. So you know, when people around me are sick, I usually just take some elderberry every day to try to ward off the bad illnesses. So let's see, we've got the reishi, the elderberry. Um, let's talk about ashwagandha because ashwagandha is this beautiful Ayurvedic herb. It has 6,000 years of written use. Uh, its scientific name is Withania somnifera. Like it, it helps you sleep. It's in the name. And the thing with uh, ashwagandha is the more modern studies on it show that it decreases evening cortisol, which helps your natural melatonin production to happen normally. And so I think as female physicians, most of us have had a demanding residency. We've had a career of call and really disrupted sleep patterns for a really long time. And so this is a very gentle way to sort of normalize that evening wind down ritual. And it is, um, again, it can be taken as a powder. One of my favorite ways actually is to stir the powder into honey and put in some warming spices like some vanilla, cardamom, maybe a, uh, cinnamon. And that can be stirred into a tea or just taken right off the spoon. You know, you can also, they have capsules as well for that, but um, that ashwagandha honey is just delicious. And the other interesting thing about ashwagandha is it will because of that decreased cortisol effect, my mentor says that it's for the tired and wired, the people that are tired all day and they think I'm going to go to bed early tonight. 
and then it's 8 p.m. and they're like, I got to do this and this and this. And they lay down and their mind is, you know, you know, and it really just helps bring all of that down. In addition, there are some studies that show that it decreases um, sweet cravings and it actually will normalize a subclinical hypothyroidism, um, improving the conversion of T4 to T3 and is associated um, with a modest weight loss as well. And so I think a lot of issues that affect women physicians are covered in the ashwagandha herb. Yeah, Good. I mean, you can probably think of people that would do well with that. I'm like sitting here going through the list in my head like with my name, like probably in the top 10. So yeah, well, yeah. awesome. Yeah, you like, it. To do, get ashwagandha. <laughs> I've got writing all this down, so it'll be in the show notes yeah. for everyone. Um, if you're listening, on the other hand, the sort of the counterpart of ashwagandha, which is considered an adaptogen, um, a different adaptogen. Ashwagandha is a is a relaxing adaptogen and helps bring down the cortisol in the evening. Um, you can go the other way, which is the way I felt for a really long time as an obstetrician, which is just that my energy was flatlined for, cause I'd just been awake for years, you know, like I did an obstetrics residency and then I had a baby and I just never slept well. And so I'd wake up and I'd feel draggy, draggy, need multiple cups of coffee. You know, you get the mid afternoon slump and, um, a great herb for that is called Rhodiola rosea. It's a northern herb, um, Nordic herb. It was actually used by the Vikings on their long journeys for energy. And it's not stimulating like caffeine is where you get, you know, racing heart rate and like this sort of nervous energy. It For people that don't have an appropriate AM cortisol spike, it will help that happen more naturally. And so it will help people get up, have an appropriate level of energy. Um, you can have maybe some rhodiola tea with your lunch. It'll prevent that mid-afternoon slump, but without the undesired effects of caffeine. And of interest, you know, these very difficult, frustrating conditions like fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome that from our perspective you know you walk in and a patient carries those diseases and you you know you might just kind of groan inside because there's not much to offer them the rhodiola actually has been studied and is being studied currently as a very effective treatment for those folks that have dysregulated cortisol and so I think it's worth mentioning for our patients, but also for ourselves, um, that the rhodiola can be a really nice addition. I actually feed it to my residents because they look, they look tired. And I had a friend that went to med school in the, the Arctic Circle. She was in Siberia. And she said that the, the medical school actually like dispensed rhodiola and then a its cousin, um, Ulithero, which is Siberian ginseng, to the students for improved um, test performance. There you go. Yeah. 
And then the last one I'll mention, because I promised five, is lemon balm. Lemon balm is incredibly easy to grow. It's a member of the mint family. Uh, put it in a pot because it'll, it'll become invasive. You can't kill it. And it is this beautiful, like, lemony mint herb. And it, its name is Melissa Fifianalis. It was kept in all of the monks' gardens throughout the Middle Ages. Charlemagne mandated that it be in his garden. And it was known in the Middle Ages as the gladdening herb, but it made the heart happy. It is a mild anti-spasmodic and anti-anxiety. It is excellent for spasticity of the gut, like if somebody has IBS, you know, diarrhea type, cramping, and really kind of what I think of as spasticity of the mind, you know, people that tend to be anxious or prone toward panic. The lemon balm tastes great. Like this is not a difficult herb to enjoy. You can make a tea out of it. Um, it's readily available. You can buy it um, as a tea by traditional medicinals, or you can just stick a sprig of the mint in your water. You know, it's really easy to take, but um, it's also good for decreasing colic in babies. There you go. There's our like herbalistic lesson in 15 minutes or less. Well, and thank you so much. If if any of my (laughs) listeners want to know more about you, maybe they want to contact you with questions, where should they go? The best to get a hold of me quickly is on social media. Um, I'm on Facebook at doctor, which is dr underscore and underscore canard. Um, Instagram is the same. And I have a website at www.dranncanard.com. And I have a book coming out this month, which was produced and published by a fellow female physician, Dr. Nicole Swiner, who I think whoop, has whoop. been on your podcast. Shout out to Dr. Swiner. She needs to come back. Yeah, yeah. Man, that woman makes dreams come true. You know, I came to her with this idea of an integrative medicine cookbook, having food as medicine recipes, herbal medicine recipes, and recipes for mind-body practices and for stress reduction. And she helped me make it happen. Like, her, her business is amazing. So um, there are a lot of recipes in there that involve the herbs that I just spoke about. Well, good. We will get all of your links up so everybody can visit you, go to your website, and then we will even get a book link up because Thank we want you. to support you and we want to be healthy too. And I think I'll even link in there to Dr. Swiner because if there's a listener out there mm-hmm. who has a book in their heart, we have a colleague who can mm-hmm. help bring that and help you birth it into the world. Mm-hmm. She's a book yes, doula. Let me do. tell you. She, she's a book doula. That's awesome. She Absolutely. totally is. Well, and my book you. is crowning right now. It's almost there. That's right. <laughs> it's crowning. It's almost out. Almost out. One more push. <laughs> well, and thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been so enlightening and I'm just so glad to call you colleague and friend.
Okay, confession behind the microphone. I could absolutely not spell half of those herbs after she told them to me. So there was an email that went between me and Dr. Kennard about clarifying my spellings. But it's all in the show notes now. So don't even think you have to try to figure it out. You just need to go to the website, get the show notes, and it's all in there. And remember, this is not medical advice. This is just learning. So you got to do all the stuff and consult your own physician, blah, blah, blah. But they're all the correct spellings and they're all in there. Thank you so much, Dr. Kennard, again, for coming on the podcast and sharing your little bits of encouragement and wisdom with us. I just walked away from that conversation just like, wow, wow, I love it so much. And so let's jump into the kick of encouragement that I have for you today. It's a good one. So are you living in a new dysfunctional level that is your new normal? And what I mean by that is, have you gotten to a place that if you stop and step back and look and analyze and assess the situation, that you're like, wow, this is not good. This should not be normal. I think it's really important that we stop and we do that exact thing and identify like, wow, no wonder I'm not sleeping. I'm working insane amounts of hours and there's just no hours in the day to sleep. Or, wow, there's a reason why I can't get up and get my butt exercising because there's no more hours in the day because I'm taking care of everything else. Or, no wonder I go for the potato chips or the french fries or whatever other quick pleasure food is in front of me because there's no extra energy or time to sit down and actually make food that is whole food. I think so many times we beat up on ourselves like we should be doing this and we should be doing that and we should be going to church or worshiping or we should be taking time for self-care and instead we need to stop and look at the dysfunction of our environment that's not even allowing us time to breathe to do that it's almost like the story of the frog in the hot water so being a good farm girl i've definitely played with plenty of toads in my day but if you take a toad and you put it in the extremes temperature of water either super cold or super hot it'll immediately jump out like i've done the experiment i know but if you take a toad and you put it in lukewarm water and you heat that water up it will sit there and cook to death if you heat the water slow enough and I see so many women around me so many people in healthcare who are sitting in boiling water and they think it's a freaking jacuzzi it is not a jacuzzi it is not a good time you are trapped in a terrible situation but Aaron they pay me too good or Aaron I really like the people that I work with yeah you might but when's the last time you had a good nights of sleep when's the last time you went on vacation and actually came back refreshed and enjoyed it when was the last time you had a great conversation with somebody and you didn't have to look at your phone when was it I just am feeling spicy today and I just want to put it out there because I am so tired of feeling like I'm Abby normal because I'm living a life that I'm cutting out the bullshit dysfunction and the rest of the people are like either jealous or they're like what do you mean you don't work 80 hours a week what do you mean you only see patients when you want to 
What I mean is, is that when you start to name the dysfunction for what it is, then you can own it. And then you can t make plans to how to change it. And then you change it, my friends. So I encourage you, look around. Are you living in dysfunctional levels that you are calling normal? Because you can't change anything. You can't fix anything until you face it. So friend, if things just feel off, remember, it's not you that's abnormal. It's not. There may be some mindset stuff that you need to work on. There may need to be something you need to see in a new way. But likely, you're living in some crazy dysfunction right now. And if you want to talk about it, I would love to. And this is the exact topic that we are going to hammer in in the Mastermind starting in January. Oh my God, I am so excited. You guys keep messaging me. I keep having phone calls with people who are interested in joining. I have a couple signed up now and I cannot wait to get this rocking and rolling. We did the master class a couple weeks ago and that was the freebie class that gave an introduction on what it's like to work with me and what these groups are like. And I'm so excited to share that YouTube video. So email me if you're interested in seeing that free class that was online. I'd be more than happy to share it with you. But what I'd even be more than happy to help you with is to get out of the dysfunctional bullshit that you're living in and really have the life and the work that you love every freaking morning. Please remember, my friends, I'm here for you. You are not alone. And your life, your calling, your pulse matters. Bye. Blind to